Hello and welcome to another episode of We Ain't Got No Podcast. It is the international break and we will be discussing a lot of transfer rumors today with two special guests that we have from within the We Ain't Got No History community. One of whom is Kunal, whose username on We Ain't Got No History is Loftus Cheek with threes instead of e's. Don't ask me where that comes from. And we have Ali with us, who is known by the username of Broody Blue. Uh, we'll actually find out how broody he is today, I guess. <laughs> so, and as always, I have Mr. Jimmy Funnel. Yeah. Yeah. Co-hosting <laughs> the podcast as ever. So, well, it's it's international break. We're all rather bored with a lack of quality football. Even though we did get to see Mason Mount make his international debut, which was pretty cool, if you ask me. And play alongside Declan Rice, which is a nice storyline. But yeah, we've we've seen some we've seen a couple of stories regarding the transfer window emerge in the last couple of days. One of which has been Chelsea getting in touch with agents or something, trying to get our deals done in advance. And another I've seen is that Chelsea expect our ban to be reduced and they expect the ban for January to be revoked so we might actually be able to make signings. So obviously we know that there are a number of positions we need to strengthen in our squad. So no no better place to dive in, I guess. So Jimmy, what, what would you say about the positions that we need to strengthen in our squad? Well, before I do say that, I want... Just wanted to personally also welcome our two guests. It's brilliant to have you two on. Um, especially my, my abbreviation brother, Broody Blue. Uh, props to that. Uh, being oh, probably Blue, yeah. Probably Blue and Broody Blue, yeah. Had, had to be said, sorry. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, and, uh, I mean, regarding transfers, of course, as you already mentioned, a lot of can still happen, you know. We can speculate here. Merely, there's not much. We won't, might not even be able to buy in January, but the chances do seem quite good at the moment. So, for me, there are numerous positions we have to uh, strengthen. Our, I think people would agree with that, tend to agree with that. And that's up front mostly. Uh, midfield, not as much. And defence, <sighs> fullbacks maybe. What, what, what do our guests think? Um, so for me, I would actually disagree with Jimmy here. I really feel that we need to upgrade our center backs the most because uh, for me, Zuma has just not cut it till now. I don't think he's the guy we thought he was during preseason. And I actually, while scouting for these transfer rumors, I saw us getting linked to quite a few center backs. Uh, for one of which was uh, Milan Skriniar from Inter. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't see that happening, mostly because of <laughs> Antonio Conte being there. So, I don't think Skriniar is a good option. But I also saw us getting linked to uh, this uh, Benefica centre-back, Ruben Diaz. Mm. And uh, mm. I, I watched him on YouTube. I mean, I don't watch the... Uh, Portuguese league a lot, so YouTube was the one place I had. And I don't know, he seems a bit reckless from the videos, more than anything. I mean, he accumulated, what, 10 yellow cards last season. 
uh, he missed uh, three games due to suspensions because of accumulated yellow cards. So I don't think he's the right choice. So yeah, what do you all think about it? Interesting with the centre back. Uh, I think Bro- Brody, would you agree with that? So um, hey, hey, Ram and Jimmy, thank you for having me here, uh, Brody Blue. I also go by the name Ali Khan. Um, and I, uh, speaking of the targets and the area of enforcements we need to focus on, we, um, I totally agree with Kunal here that we need at least one center back, uh, possibly January, if at all possible, or maybe next summer. I, um, I went through the trouble of um, drawing up a, a short list, you know, of the players we're being linked with, uh, linked with, and sure enough, there's uh, there's Milan Skriniar and Ruben Diaz that we're being currently linked to. Milan Skriniar is uh, is the kind of centre back who, no doubt, kind of goes goes on and upgrades our back line, but. I don't think that acquisition would be as possible. I do not see Conte letting him go anytime soon, much less January. Yeah. So we do have a fail-safe option in this Benfica defender, the um, the one Kunal uh, alluded to. It's um, Ruben Diaz. I've been looking up pronunciation on Google against those names, you know. So, um, <laughs> uh, so Ruben Diaz is... Uh, uh, is I'm 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 surprised he isn't the first choice, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, we are we are absolutely not getting Milan Skriniar anytime soon, you know. He's got uh, he's he's pretty solid at the back, and he's also excellent at the ball, uh, on the ball. So um, it, it, it those skills kind of translate to a transfer fee of somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 to 80 million. I think we could probably acquire this Ruben Diaz guy on, on the cheap. Um, we just need to see if we are getting any competition from the uh, from other clubs. You know, I, I read reports that United might also be interested in, you know, um, and, and clubs like uh, maybe I, I thought I saw Arsenal, but I cannot be so sure on that. So, um, and I, I do see where Lampard is trying to go with this approach. I'm, what's really baffling is he's at, at present trying to implement a high press, uh, a gegenpress system without really excellent uh, ball playing center backs. So I'm not surprised to see another center back added uh, on, on, our, on, our, on top of our transfer list. Another area to focus on is, the, is probably the right wing. Um, this, Seeing as we're kind of struggling to lock down Colum uh for um, for anything beyond this season, um, I really think. He, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't signed a contract yet, as uh, at at the time of me speaking, you know. But in any case, um, uh, the guys we're being linked to is uh, somehow Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth. Uh, he's young. He's Scottish. He plays for Bournemouth, and uh, this alone tells me I'm in love with him. <laughs> yeah. the, the name ostensibly miss uh, not on this list was, and I was surprised to see his name not being on the list was Jaden Sancho. I feel he's been on everyone's wish list uh, this season and perhaps the next. Uh, someone who's had a breakout season. Last, sum, 
last year, and um, I think he fits Lampard's system to a T, you know. So I, I do expect this uh, this situation to change sometimes around winter. Um, and I'm saving the best for the last uh, last year, Wilfried Zaha. Uh, the, <laughs> guy who per, guy who perhaps generates as much of a negative response as William at present. So um, so I'm thinking he would be uh, a direct replacement for William, along with all of that fan negativity, <laughs> you know. So that those are some of the options I looked up. And fair enough. Let's see how it goes. Nice one. Um... Uh, just a point on Ruben Diaz that you mentioned earlier. He's actually mm-hmm. going to be pretty expensive, is what I think, because he is one from Benfica. Two, he is yeah. um, his agent is George Mendes, and oh. he has he has a contract up until 2024. And because you know Benfica always makes sure to safeguard all the best talents like uh, Joao Felix. And I mean, pretty much everyone that moves out of there for a big sum. So there are there are shades of David Luiz about Luis because he's. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know too much about the whole recklessness thing. And I, I wouldn't really balk at ten yellow cards. But okay, I mean, fair enough. Even if you look past that, he's. Um, I think his standout characteristics are he is a proper ball playing centre back. He's he's got a mean long pass on him, and he can he can bring the ball out as well. And he's yeah he's he's a pretty swashbuckling defender so it's it's unsurprising and he's physically pretty dominant as well I think he's touching 190 centimeters something like that so yeah he's definitely we're not def- uh, going to be the only club in for him I'm not sure Man United would have been in for him before they decided to go for Harry Maguire and even though they may not be for him be in for him Man City might be in for him because they probably need a centre back and. Okay. Yeah, pretty much every every top team that needs centre back, maybe Tottenham will be in it for them as well if Bertongen leaves and all the way it will inevitably leaves. So yeah, Ruben Diaz would probably be my preferred option to reinforce Correct. our options at the back. But then, Correct. but then that that would probably mean that Suma would have to go, I guess, because yeah, one of them would have to go. Yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. you can't really have more than the number of centre backs we have right now and keep keep anyone reasonably happy. So. Yeah. So the, and yeah, no, go on. Uh, so the last time we took a punt on um, on a relatively unknown defender on the center yeah. back, you know, it turned out to be pretty good for us. Yeah, um, I, I do yeah. believe we have, I do believe we have a healthy relationship with with that club and the agent. Um, yeah, yeah. Even though even though he's shown a bit more tendency towards Wolves, you know, for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah, but one has to yeah. say anyone has a healthy relationship with Benfica as long as they play the release clause. <laughs> so yeah. in that regard, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's they will milk the most us. Point. Yeah, they, they will they milk us bad. Down. Mm. I just, I just feel he represents, um, you know, less of a risk than Milan Skriniar. Conte is not not gonna let go of him. That's for sure. No, but the thing is, I, I agree with you that we we need because you, you know. Um, Kunal um, said he disagreed with me, and I, I get why you say um, defense is a worrisome uh, department. We, we've also talked about this on the podcast recently, more often than I would have 
than I like, you know, but that's just the way it is. However, I still feel as if this defence, when Reese James comes back and hopefully Emerson, you know, doesn't take too long on the sidelines, can actually steady itself with Rudiger also. I don't know if he'll be the key to all this, but he might be. However, up front, I don't know. I, I get that the hype around Tammy's great, big and we have to give him the chance because four goals in two games is very good, no matter the opposition. However, you know, we've been struggling with a striker and to get a, a very um, reliable striker. And Tammy isn't enough. You know, it doesn't seem as if um, Mishibashwai will be staying here for long, if you ask me. Olivier Giroud's, you know, just a short-term uh, solution. He was only really given another year on his contract because, you know, we need him, you know, with the transfer ban. But I think that is most importantly the area that we have to strengthen. Also, Pedro and William both are, correct me if I'm wrong here, but 31 and 32 respectively. So that for me, that is where the area we're struggling most because if we would bury our chances, then we wouldn't even get into a lot of the situations we were but maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that. But, you know, that's just my point of view. Um, made a few very good... Uh, oh, well, you you named quite a few good names there, Broody. Uh, one, one name that has been very much up for debate, let's say like this, whether on our threads or Twitter or anywhere else, is Wilfred Zaha. Um... I've been looking at his stats and, you know, Ram being a stat man, I don't know if he agrees with this here, but he seems as if he would be, in essence, a good player and would be an upgrade on what we have. But for the money that he would cost us, it's ludicrous. I I don't think Zaha would be such a bad addition to Chelsea. Unless one would say, okay what else we could have instead of him, let's say Sancho, then anyone would choose Sancho over him. That's pretty self-explanatory. But I don't know. Would would the world crumble? Would Chelsea be doing another drink water slash backer, Yoko, whatever, uh, in acquiring Wilfred Zaha? I'm going to put this question to all three of you. Um, so... Uh, like, yeah. uh, uh, so, uh, I was actually looking at potential uh, wingers as targets during the January transfer window. And uh, two names that really stood out for me were Suso from AC Milan and, uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Florian Thomas from Marseille. And uh, honestly, uh, Suso, uh, Suso to me seems like a very good player and probably a better player than Will Zaha. I mean, Zaha hit, what, uh, 10 goals and 5 assists in the Premier League last season? 34 games played, yeah. 10 goals, 5 assists. Suso in the Serie A, which already is a very uh, defensive-minded league, to put up numbers of 7 goals and 9 assists. I mean, those aren't bad numbers. So, yeah. if, you're going to sp- if you're going to spend a decent amount of money on a right-winger that isn't going to be Jadon Sancho. Suso is a pretty decent option if you're not looking to really go all in. 
and uh, yeah, he hasn't he been in or rumored to join Chelsea for a while now. Yeah, I mean, he gets linked to us every season and then we just don't do anything. We stick with Willian and Pedro. Yeah, I think it's only poetic justice that someone that Liverpool discarded comes to Chelsea and becomes a legend. <laughs> you know, because it happened the other way. <laughs> but uh, on, on another note, yeah, Suso is pretty good. That is true. And, like, believe it or not, Wilfred Zaha is still only 26. Like, that just close my mind every time I see it because... He's like he's been around forever, playing for Cardiff and Man United. It's weird, but yeah, um, Zaha's stats were actually off the charts um, last season. He was he was leading for dribbles, which is, I mean, something you wouldn't have to really reach to make a conclusion about. But I think that he was he's he's definitely better than Willian and Pedro right now, and. As you said, it's, it's, it's not really up for debate if you have to choose between Jadon Sancho and Wilfred Zaha. But if you really had to pick a winger out of the Premier League that we had to sign, I would probably take Zaha or I would probably take Felipe Anderson or something. But Oh, Anderson, yeah. Have we yeah, been? He, oh, no, we, have, we haven't been. Like, mm. That was just, I mean, just, just a name I plucked, plucked out of. Mm. Uh, see, uh, you know, one of the best of the rest wingers in the league. But yeah, Zaha is not. I mean, it's it's not as bad as people think. And if you think about it, he's basically been all of Crystal Palace's attack last season. It, their their strategy is basically make make Zaha do things <laughs> the same way we had Eden Hazard do things, although not not quite as bad. So he's he's used to having having a lot of responsibility, and I believe that he should get better with better players better players playing with him. And he had ten goals and ten assists. I mean, including penalties won last season. And Suso had seven and nine, I think. So, I mean, there's not much to choose between them. So, yeah, in, in essence, both of them are pretty good targets. But I'm also surprised that Leon Bailey isn't being mentioned. Like, Rudy, have you heard anything about that? Uh, not at the moment, no. Um, I do... Uh, and I, I do see a lot of merit behind maybe going in for someone like Suso, you know, uh, kind of a low-maintenance player, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just feel we, we need to, you know, maybe aim higher than that. And uh, anything less than Sancho, I would rather just, um, you know, put, put all of that effort into keeping Colin Hudson-Roy uh, here with us. And um, one... And, and and here's something I would like to ask any three of, uh, if any three of you could feel this one. Um, are we talking about those wingers assuming Kala Matsudo is dies, or do we want another winger in addition to Cho? Are you are you guys are you guys okay with going into the next season with three wingers? So that's that would be Pulisic. Um, Kalamatsadoi and Pedro. So there's a lot of you fan experience blended into this. You know, I, I never, I personally never feel safe going ahead with just free fingers, seeing as the formation we're trying to play. But um, I would, I would really love to hear from you guys about it. Well, I mean, for me, that I, I definitely wouldn't be comfortable with that. Can they speak for myself there? But I, I just think that this summer that's coming, um, both you know Pedro and William have been great servants to the club. But new blood is needed, 
and I wouldn't even say just you know really young ones, except if it would be Sancho, but someone with experience as well. That's why I think Zaha wouldn't be a bad fit. I mean, he is 26 years old, um, and he he knows the Premier League. He's got loads of trickery, and I mean his numbers aren't bad. But I, I don't know. I, I think with Hakalem Hudson Odoi, Christian Pulisic, um, well. One of William and Pedro, if they that would be the case. I, I think both will leave actually, but if one were to stay, then one would get someone else in. But it, basically, we need a winger, and he, I don't know how much he's rated by our listeners or by you guys, but I rate Carefree Youth very highly, very, very highly. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about, and he has two wingers on that list. And for me, that means we are looking into buying a, a winger, a right winger, and it's long overdue. I mean, we've never really replaced Iron Robin, if you ask me. And that's why that will be our main priority. So, no, we, we definitely need one, if you ask me. And, you know, there are a lot of names being thrown around. You named a few, uh, or and a few have been named. There are also then the... Very unreliable ones like the rumor regarding Kingsley Coman to to Chelsea. Can't imagine that would happen. And yeah, I mean, there are a lot of options, a lot of options out there. And I hope that the board looks into them extensively because that is actually next to the striking position, the one position where I say we need someone up there, some, some, some. New reinforcements. Yeah, we yeah. do. Uh, you, you know what? I, I was I was thinking uh, lately, and I was thinking about how we used to sign players in like 2011 and or 2010 or so. You know, during the okay, not 2010. I think Arneson was still in charge at the time. But when when Michael Emanalo became technical director, his initial few years were filled with us buying players from like. You know, high potential players at a low price from low profile leagues, whether it was like Belgium or I'm not talking about Hazard because he won the league that season, but I'm talking about like when the time when we signed De Bruyne and Kota and Romelu Lukaku, maybe even Marco Marin. I get the intent behind that, the execution didn't quite work out. But yeah, I was I was I was just wondering if if we are I mean, what would our transfer policy be like going forward do do we still want a player like the the ones i just mentioned or like oscar someone who has like a pretty high ceiling but probably won't cost so much and you know bring those kind kind of players through or do we just want to spend like spend a lot but spend it on a few players which is what i would prefer uh, given that we have a lot of good young players coming through but when you're talking about a position like i mean the left and right wide attackers. You have Pulisic and you have Kalamat Sinodai, who is probably going to stay. You're probably set up with those two for many years to come, but then like you need you need two options to replace William and Pedro because hopefully they'll both be gone next summer. And I, I mean so yeah how, how would you how would you go about replacing those two in terms of a transfer policy? Like we just discussed a bunch of targets that we could all agree are pretty high profile, even if it's Suso. 
because they're all players in their prime. They're not like you know, say De Bruyne when we bought him at that time, or even even Hazard when we bought him at that time. So, would would you guys also be okay with the club taking that direction again, Kunal? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, so the for our transfer policy for the coming windows, um, it's better if we try to go for players who have a higher ceiling but are still experienced. If you know what I mean. So mm. players like Jaden Sancho, I mean, now he's broken out. He's in the Bundesliga. He's banging in goals. He's giving assists. So players like those, I mean, Jaden Sancho is still very young. He's 19, I think. So he's got potential. He's got loads of potential, and yet he has the experience that a player who has to play in the top teams uh, require. So. And unfortunately, there aren't a lot of players like that. I mean, you've got Jaden Sancho, you've got Kylian Mbappe, but but let's be honest, we're not going to get Kylian Mbappe in January or in the summer. So, and um, I see people keep mentioning Jaden Sancho on uh, the blog, and I don't think we're going to be able to get him because, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, Manchester City have a clause that says that. Um, they can match any offer that uh, an external team makes for Jaden Sancho. So yeah, they can match if Jaden, it, it's it, then so, it's up to him as to which club he wants to join. So yeah, it's so if Jaden Sancho like. had to, uh, if, if Jaden Sancho had to choose between Manchester City, a team on the rise with one winger injured, Riyad Mahrez looking to get out of there, and then on the other hand, there's Chelsea, a team who's in a rebuilding process who may or may not get Champions League uh, football for a few seasons. Come on. I, I can't help but feel that Jadon Sancho will end up choosing Manchester City if we do end up making an offer for him. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, that is one way to look at it. I mean, or you could think about the fact that, you know, Man City are a club that weren't ever going to play him and you know, stuff like that. And he's and also a London ha- boy, by the way. Yeah, we've got he's, Callum. He loves Callum. Yeah, and... He's a, he he grew up in uh, in London and he, he came through Watford's academy first and then he went to City and yeah but um, that's a fair point in an ideal world we would probably go for Jadon Sancho because he's yeah. incredible and he's young. But Graham, but, actually, Kunal yeah. just mentioned Riyad Mahrez. That's not a bad shout either. Yeah, no, that yeah, true. <laughs> that's not a bad shout at all. But I'm just wondering. Um, imagine the wages Riyad Mahrez is on right now. Ah. Do we? Yeah, do we really wanna? Uh, give him a pay rise and I don't know, essentially f- fill out the same squad over here. I, I would, I, I was and thinking like, um, you know, these players that like Brighton and Southampton signed right now. Um, Southampton signed Sadio Mane from uh, Salzburg, didn't they, back then? And this time they've signed Musa Janepo and Brighton have signed Leonardo Trossard. I'm, I'm thinking that that's the type of player that we used to go for back back then, like the type of player who would have like. Hypothetically, have like one good season at Southampton and then move to a top six club or something. So, if we sign one of those players to like as a rotational option, basically like Mares three years ago or something, that's that's the type of thing I was going for. Like, mm. would you guys potentially be okay with that? And in in due process, let Ulrich and Hudson-Odoi really blossom into like, uh, you know, the top players that we project them out to be. Pretty. Yeah. So, um, and I do agree. You know, it's going to be tricky getting uh, 
Sancho on board with us. The, the one advantage that I do see is probably Lampard's pull uh, with, with, you know, the, um, the young and upcoming English players. Maybe, maybe uh, that could work to our advantage. Lampard's come in. He's, he's trying to play. Um, he, he's willing to take, he's shown that in those four to five games, he's shown that he has the, um, uh, he has the will to roll out youngsters, you know, as opposed to um, uh, looking for, to play, play it safe. So um, th- that could be one reason his Sancho has, um, Sancho has been a lifetime Chelsea fan, I believe. I, I know in the longer scheme of things, it does not, really uh, matter a lot, but that could also be a factor. Uh, if I am Jaden Sancho and I'm looking for a playtime guarantee, I would probably, I, I, I would see Lampard giving me more of a chance than, let's say, someone like Guardiola. So that's, uh, we do have that kind of advantage. And obviously, uh, the contract, uh, the length and size of the contract would be willing to offer as opposed to City. I think all of those factors would uh, could go a long way, you know, uh, to see us um, kind of Trump city for Sancho's signature. That's what I believe. I'm I'm totally not on board with getting Mares. Um, I've I've had I, I've really had it with us, you know, kind of uh, try and snatch all all of that low hanging fruit without no disrespect at all. I do rate Mares as a player. I just feel we should stop taking a punt on. Uh, players of that ilk for a while. That's really it. And um, I, I I feel we still haven't touched upon the uh, the necess- necessity for a right back. Uh, the whole Aspilicueta situation. Um, the uh, the fact that James Reyes has been injured and you know is 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 yet to uh, join the fold again. What's your do, do you guys see us uh, getting any replace in any possible replacement uh, for an RB? I do see Thomas Monea um, bandied about on, on that on the same website where I saw all of those six or seven rumors. So um, Thomas Monea uh, kind of stood out from that list. You know, mm. he, he is still very young. He is kind of. Uh, he will be a free agent next season if I'm if I'm correct. So um, that's that's kind of another low maintenance signing we could you know that that wouldn't potentially be a huge block in James Reese's path. And I'm still not sure if you're looking to move as Pelicueta on. You know that that's there's no way that would be a smooth transition since Aspilicueta has such a huge footprint uh, ever since he was brought in, you know. Mm. But, so yeah, we, uh, I, I wanted for us to talk a bit about the right-back situation, so um, it's over to you guys. Good, good call. Um, now, before we do go into that right-back situation, we're just going to have a quick break. Okay, and we're back, and right-back situation. Brudy, you you started uh, the you already stated the question, put the question to us, and I think it's a very good one to have. Ram, uh, as I know how you feel towards Reese James, you want to start maybe. So what what I think about Reese James is that he is definitely going to be back in a couple of weeks at most, and when that does happen, I I mean it's pretty evident that Lampard wants to you know ease him into the side. He's name dropped him like four or five times already. So that he's going to be a big player for us. So 
yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it's fair to say that the same way Aspilicueta was eased into the side when he was a relatively new Chelsea player. Reese James is going to undergo the same thing, and it's a, uh, talking about Aspi is just it's like the elephant in the room, you know, because I I don't really know what to do with him anymore. He definitely can't play a right back role in the system anymore. It's a gung-ho system and it's it's just not meant for him anymore. So, you know, what next is either a centre-back in a back three or we're obviously not going to change the team for him. So, yeah, I really don't know what happens. Best best case scenario is maybe he he takes being a backup option for one season and then goes back to Spain or something like two years later. I would take that and that would probably be amicable for all parties involved. So, I, I think that I think we'll definitely be okay at right back for like, I mean, until the end of 2020-2021 because I I have no no doubts in Reese James' ability having watched him for a few years now. So, Hmm. as as far as right back targets go, uh, Rudy, you will will have to fill me in on those (laughs) apart from uh, Thomas Munir. If you've seen any rumours at all because I'm just going to pull out some statistics and tell you who the best performing right backs of uh, last season were. But until then, no. if, if if you guys have any more names to add to that, um, please please do feel free. No, I just saw uh, Thomas one, so um, that that was it for me. Yeah. Okay, Kunal, is there anyone who is? I mean, uh, I, forget I rumors. Getting anyone who's impressed? Uh, uh, there was this uh, right wing back from Nice, I think Yusuf Atal. I remember getting linked to. Oh yeah, oh he yeah. was linked to us. Yeah, yeah. good call. Yeah, good call. and yeah. So I mean, he's young and he's honestly he's better than Thomas Vinier. I just feel that Thomas Vinier is like uh, the right back version of Marcus Alonso. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> he's actually that's he's a very slow. good comparison, mate. Yeah, he's good going forward, but defensively again very suspect. He didn't play a lot. I mean, he played he played fair amount of games last season, 22 in the league. But in the most important games, which are the Champions League games, uh, uh, Tim Kerrer was playing, I guess, at right back and at right wing back. So I don't see Thomas Munier as a good target. But yeah, Yusuf Atal seems decent enough uh, as a right back. And since we're on that topic, um. I do see Aspilicueta being phased out, not in the January transfer window, but obviously gradually by maybe by next season, because uh, uh, as far as Reese James goes, uh, he's good going forward, no doubt about that. But again, defensively, uh, you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Think about what you're saying. Are you saying Reese James is not good defensively? Reese James is not. That good defensively. I mean, obviously, as a fullback, you can either be extremely good going forward or extremely good at the back. To find a uh, proper balance in both aspects of the game are difficult for a fullback. But um, defensively, I I feel that Reese James could improve. But again, that's just my opinion. It's actually uh, something that I'd be very interested in listeners commenting on our we ain't got the history article post then if they agree with Kunal here um, I personally uh, would be cautious I'm not going to say I disagree because 
you know, we've seen him play in the championship. We've seen the odd bit of football uh, from him, uh, but we can't 100% say, yeah, he'll be defensively completely solid in the Premier League. We don't know yet. But everything yeah. that I have seen in the championship and his, his, his physicality, his technique, his versatility, and most importantly, his attitude, his, his motivation that he shows, everything points toward him being a perfect defender. In my you opinion. Know, uh-huh. mm. you, you know what? I was, um, I was just looking at some statistics um, because, I mean, because I said I would. And I was looking at all the all the options. I mean, first, first, I just I just sorted my database based on the you know expected assist metric, and the the lack of like top top level right backs was. I I don't know if it's just me, but there were a lot of. I mean, there weren't a lot of household names in there. Um, there was there was like Cancelo, who's obviously just moved. There's Alexander Arnold, and like the first, um, the first three or four names that I could find that weren't, you know, already at top clubs or like completely unknown, were uh, Calabria from AC Milan. I've never watched him, so I don't know how good he is. Then there's Masraoui from Ajax, who is pretty good, um, and we could even be going in for him because he's he's the he's the profile of right back that we might want, and. Then there is someone within the Premier League who I think would be a pretty interesting option, and that's okay. Wait, wait. Um, w- would you like to have a guess at that? Like, who is your best of the rest right back in the Premier League? Um, Ricardo Pereira. Yeah, exactly. That's really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's actually really good. I, I don't know how yeah. much longer he's going to stay at Leicester. When, whenever I watched him, he's really impressed me. And yeah, I think he was really shrewd signing in the first place because. I don't think people really expected him to move to Leicester, but yeah, he's top class. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're linked to him as well. But he's got a contract to like 2023. So yeah, there's that. And there's also, um, yeah, there's Kevin Mbabu who is linked to like all sorts of teams now. He just moved to Wolfsburg. Wouldn't be surprised to see him linked to Premier League teams in like another season as well. So yeah, those are probably names to look out for in, in the near future when we're looking for right backs. Has he has Atal already been mentioned? I think he was. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was going through the transfer news, and uh, I see we were also linked with Sergi Roberto today. So I oh don't yeah, know we, about we've that. been linked for we've been linked with him for a while, haven't we? I remember seeing a rumor of us and Sergi Roberto like one summer ago or something. <laughs> but yeah, the, I I imagine that's going to be pretty hard to land. I I really hope we don't land him because I really don't like Sergio Roberto. Oh, do you not? Okay, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, uh huh. I, I feel Sergio Roberto would could do a job for us, you know. And um, when I when I say when I say guys like uh, when I name drop uh, folks like Thomas Monier, I'm I'm by no means positioning them for our starting right back, you know. Uh, that's that's just one of the names I saw listed on our transfer list, and I do see a lot of rationale behind that name, since um, it, it represents low risk, you know, and more importantly, they won't really block James Reese's path. Some someone I 
really want to see break through with us. I'm I'm absolutely in love with James Rain the race. You know his his technique, his his positioning, his uh, the, the style of play. You know he so much he in love that they're calling him James Race. <laughs> 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 so I so I get the first name and the last name out of order. So sorry, uh-huh. about just that. being polite for Christ's sake, Ram. So Reese Reese is a player that likes to spend a lot of time in the opposition's half. Um, so um, yeah, he could. Uh, I, I I really wanted to see him under Sari last year. Um, that didn't happen, you know, but. Uh, this year, he really has a he really has a shot at the starting right back position, you know. Um, notwithstanding Aspilicueta's position, you know, he also uh, you know remains to be our captain, which is another topic um, for for maybe another podcast, you know. If since I I do not see anyone else, you know, getting that armband at this point. I do not know how much of an upgrade Rudiger would really represent over the rest of our back line. At present, I do not see anyone else getting, you know, getting that armband passed over onto him. Maybe Jorginho, but I'm just a Jorginho fan. So, um, so that's, that's really it. Okay, cool. So we have... We've talked about strikers, we've talked about right backs, we've talked about center backs and wingers, pretty pretty much the whole nine yards. So that that should see us through as far as transfer discussion goes for today. But since we have two members from our community here, and I think this is the first time we've had two members from the community who aren't writers because we had Simon on, but then Felipe was on with him as well. So yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool that two members from the threads and comment sections are here and everyone knows them pretty well. So I imagine that everyone would also like to know something a little bit more personal. So to add a slightly more personal touch to this podcast, uh, do you guys want to talk about how you started supporting Chelsea or like how long it's been or what your first match was? Something like that. Like uh, my first memory of watching Chelsea was like this Chelsea versus Man United game and uh, I was like 10, 10 years old. Yeah, that was like 12 years ago. And uh, I knew Man United was a pretty famous team because like all the kids at school supported them. And obviously, I, I don't like to support the, the famous teams. So I was watching a Chelsea versus Man United game. And yeah, Chelsea won that game. And uh, Michael Barak scored a penalty because Michael Carrick handballed it or something like that. And... Yeah, that was that was my first Chelsea game, and that, that's how I became a Chelsea fan. So, uh, Kunal, would you like to share your story? Uh, yeah, um, I remember watching my first uh, Chelsea game, and it was around the time when John Terry was like there in our defense. The they were rampaging everywhere, blocking shots, doing everything, and I absolutely fell in love with him. John Terry made me support Chelsea, so. It was just that one guy who uh, made me feel that, no, I've got to support this team. And then my fondest memory obviously has to be that 2012 uh, Champions League final. I remember staying up till that late and seeing Drogba score that penalty still sends chills down my spine. So, yeah, that was it. John Terry made me a Chelsea fan, basically. Wait, were you you around for the 2007-8 final? 
no, at that point I had a lot more interest in uh, cricket than football. I mean, okay. since we okay. live in India, yeah, yeah, yeah. At no, that sure. age, yeah. I, do, I really wasn't into football. We've all been there. I just asked you because that was, you know, um, that was one of my yeah, worst no, memories get, as a Chelsea fan. Yeah, watching, yeah, watching John Terry slip. From. Yeah, that was proper, proper agonizing. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, Ali, Ali, what about you? Yeah, so I, um, I've been a veteran at this point, you know. I, I stumbled upon Chelsea sometimes in 1994, I'm thinking. Uh, so um, my first game, incidentally, happened to be against Man United, you know. That was part of, um, that was going to be a, a FAR Cup final. Um, I, was yeah, being yeah. Initiated, I was being initiated as a United fan uh, by... Uh. Uh, rest of my United fans and we while we did um, end up losing that game by four goals we started the game quite brightly I think we were denied a few penalties I'm I'm, I'm struggling to recall the name of that ref I, I'm thinking it was David Elray or something I didn't know I didn't really know football as much as I think I do now, you know. So um, that was that was really a missed opportunity. But I do know that I liked watching the blue shirts a lot more than the red. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so on um, the next month, my uncle uh, from London was was kind enough to bring me an armband, uh, you know, something to uh, tie along the wrist, and um, yeah, that 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 sealed the deal for me, you know. And ever since I. I have been nothing but Chelsea, and that's how it's going to be till for for the remainder part of my life. And I've I've seen us going through so much. Uh, I've seen so many ups and downs. I was one of the very few guys who wasn't totally on board with 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 Roman Abramovich's takeover. You know, for for so many reasons. Um, I've seen us fire and hire so many managers. You know, but. Um, so I do have uh, a lot of I, I do have an axe to grind with the way the club is run and everything. But for the most part, the club's motto for me is still carefree. So that's what I try and be, you know. And I like um, a lot, a lot about this season. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm really. It would have been disappointing if Lampard had turned out to be, you know, uh, a defensive-minded coach. That's that's the that's the kind of football I'd really like uh, for us to move away from. You know, that was that is so uh, the kind of football we tried to play in the nineties. I'm I'm kind of seeing some kind of semblance to it. You know, uh, we and we did play. We were far from consistent, but we did play a lot of great football with the likes of Gullit, uh, Viali. Uh, I'm thinking Di Matteo. Uh, Petrescu, um, Gus Poet, and last but not the least, uh, Gianfranco Zola. You know, so that's that's the kind of football I would I wanted uh, I want for us to return back to. You know, and I do see a lot of good things happening this season. I did see a lot of good things happening last season. I was a huge fan of uh, Maurizio Sarri. You know, but. Uh, that happened, you know, and I'm 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 on board with Lampard trying to get things right and try to implement the kind of the a style of play that is heavy on uh, you know attack-minded football and uh, high pressing and gagging pressing, all of that, you know. Uh, so it, it's nice to see your team being able to play without fear, and we did show a lot of competence against uh, 
uh, Liverpool in the, in the Super Cup. Uh, that gives me reason to believe that Lampard isn't really uh, naive as he is being, you know. Uh, 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 there, there's uh, there's a propensity lately to label Lampard as naive, but you know he he did show some chops against the game of uh, Liverpool, and that was encouraging to see that we are able to uh, take sides like those by the horn, you know. So there's a lot to be excited about this season, and you know uh, the next few. Yeah, for sure. Mm. J- Jimmy, you're the you're the only one who's actually watched Chelsea live, isn't it? I mean, the only one out of us four here, if I'm not wrong. I oh, I've seen Chelsea live. Oh, Lai. have you? I mean, yeah. Wait, what? Okay, cool. I'm the only one who has. Nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that, uh, that was that was awkward. Um. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> wait, I mean, have you guys like never mentioned this on the threads or like? Have I just? I've mentioned it once or twice, but not. I don't really go around masquerading that I've been to Stamford Bridge a lot. So, yeah, you're 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 a good guy. Cool. Did do you do you guys want to talk about the the games you've been to then? Because obviously I have uh, no, no I, story about that. I I really don't want to talk about it since the game I visited was a three-one loss to Tottenham in Conte's second season. So. Oh, ouch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ali? Yeah, mine's easy. So um, it was it was a League Cup game against Scunthorpe. You know the kind of games you can get uh, tickets to easily. Um, I think it was a clean sweep. I'm thinking we won by three goals or something. So um, uh, the other game was wasn't at the Bridge. It was um, in Romania. I think it was Stua Bucharest. Wow, well, you went to, game... went to Romania to watch a Chelsea game. Yeah, no, I didn't uh, go specifically for uh, uh, you know to watch Chelsea, but I had some business in Romania. I often do have business in Romania, and Chelsea were in town. You know, tickets were easier to get. Away um, like everything. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so I, that was like 2012-13. Then wasn't it? I'm thinking it was 2010. I, I'm I'm not clear on the dates, but yeah. Okay, it could be yeah. I think we played them in Europa, and I remember like Raul Drusescu scoring, and we lost the first leg or something like that. And then we beat them in the second. Yeah, Correct. I think that was 2012 13 then. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that was really cool though. Yeah. So um so yeah I've uh, so so far it's been two games you know I I hope to attend uh, more games in the future, maybe at the Bridge uh, before it gets revamped, obviously. Yeah, for sure, so, and, and and like you should you should talk about it more, or maybe I should just visit the threads more, because <laughs> yeah, me and my stupid reasons. Uh, Jimmy, I realize I haven't asked you about what your first Chelsea game was, so why don't you tell us? No worries. Um, well, my first Chelsea game was also in the nineties. Um, I don't know if I've really mentioned this uh, on one of the threads or so before, but. Um, in my family, it's all about Spurs, oh. unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, I've always been kind of somewhat of a rebel. I don't like agreeing with, you know, other people in regards to football that aren't likewise. No, I'm just kidding. It's just, you know, you're that out. the father is like, on the one hand, that and granddad as well. And, but I was, I don't know, my, my first game where I really can remember where I was cheering on the team itself was actually the FA Cup final. 
against Middlesbrough. That's the really because I, I was thinking about this uh, only recently when someone asked me about that. I mean, I, I watched Chelsea games before that, but I just couldn't remember anymore. Put my finger on it because I was just only a few years old. Uh-huh. But generally, I would say, yeah, yeah, it, that was the FA Cup final. I, I can remember watching also, for example, in '94, uh, John Spencer uh, score against uh, Austria Vienna course because the Austrian team and you know the Austrian side of the family uh, I, I was watching that and I was in the uh, cup of what was it called cup fire cup winners cup right cup winners cup yeah 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 and um, yeah I can't remember watching that as well that was a good game yeah so I, I would I would say uh, the FA Cup final really because that was a, I can remember watching that in the living room. The FA Cup final is always BBC. Good one. Uh-huh. And and the you, you watched us against uh, Malvedi, was it last season? Well, last season I went against um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Videoton and uh, Slavia yeah. Prague. Okay. And. Um, before that last game, I haven't recently I haven't been able to go as often as I'd like back home. But my last game was against Southampton, two thousand seventeen, uh, at Stamford Bridge. Before uh, I have since then, I haven't been able to go for different reasons. Uh, I'm finishing my studies at the moment, and I've been working a lot in that regard. So yeah, I'm looking forward. We did, yes, yeah, so a Marcus Alonso free kick, one oh, nil. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've never lost a game when I watched live, okay. so yeah. Cool. Now we know how to win the league. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been very much pampered in that regard. But yeah, um, I mean, we have been talking quite a while now. And uh, it is already more or less time to come to an end, unfortunately. And... Yeah, um, I really would like to thank our two guests uh, from the community, Broody and uh, Kunal. Sorry, Broody, for calling you Broody, not Ali, but I just know you as Broody, you know, that just that sticks and me and names. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sure I speak for Bram and myself, uh, both of us here. Thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I hope to speak with you guys soon. All right. Up the chills. Up the chills, yeah. And we will be back next week with our review of the Wolverhampton game, which we have briefly previewed in our last episode. Tune in to hear us talk about that game, hopefully in good spirits on... Um, the back of a win and two as goals always, to one that's yeah? my predict You're, two yeah, goals no. to one yeah okay and Kunal <laughs> um, it's going to be a one or draw one or draw okay well, I can remember myself still saying that we're going to lose that game pessimistic as I am yeah. so <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens and yeah tune in next time again Up the chills, as always, and that's all from us.